Hello there, ladies and gentle dudes. Welcome to probably the weirdest and most unconventional dialogical monologues on this side of the fifth dimension. You're in for a trip of the mind through seemingly opposing perspectives and experiences of a rambling slightly crazy yogi. Wait, that's me, Mr. Cums. So get your banana onion smoothie ready and sit back or get yourself moving and let the weird in me honor and bow to the weird in you. Welcome to Namas Weird. And before we begin today's episode, I'd just like to start off with some gratitude. And I'm not going to expound on all of the things that I'm grateful for just because you guys have probably heard me talk about and say thank you to all of these wonderful and awesome things and people and shops for the past how many episodes. And of course, gratitude is also the great attitude and what a wonderful way to start anything, especially your day or the middle of the day or the end of the day. But with gratitude, right? It sets you off on such a good note and because there's so many things to be thankful for. But anyway, I'd like to thank the Anchor app for making Namas Weird and the Aquarian Collective so easy to produce and so readily available for all of you to listen in on. And of course, thank you to Brew the Coffee for constantly providing me my daily perk every single day. And maybe I should get some more. But anyway, they source locally and ethically produced coffee. Yeah, and it's really good. And of course, thank you to Pao's awesome kimchi for awesome kimchi. Just because it makes my mornings awesome as well, if you get what I mean. And of course, thank you to Checkpoint Vape BF Paranyake for the relics and for constantly providing me with my relic spots. And Tito Paolo's Inasal cannot be forgotten to be mentioned and to be thanked because they have one of the greatest, well, actually, they have the greatest and yummiest, wonderful chicken Inasal in this side of the metro. And I guess the fifth dimension too. But that's just me. And don't take my word for it. Go on, order some. And of course, special thank you to Go Watch Bags for providing me an awesome kimono PPE cover-up. And just because it's quarantine season doesn't mean that you cannot be fashionable and trendy, but also safe and precautious during this time. All right, so go check out all of the social media apps and, and websites if there are for all of the thank yous that I've just done. And I'll be linking them on the episode description as well. All right, let's get ready on the show. Five, four, three, two, and here we go. everyone or good afternoon or good evening good day yeah yeah time yeah I mean in the fifth dimension time is just time you know it's just happening you know no before no after it's just now so yeah happy time everyone <laughs> right and um, for today's episode uh, I'm gonna be a bit different 
I'm not gonna be the usual, oh, hello me, I'm Mr. Nice Cums. No, now I'm gonna be Mr. Cums. You know, just Mr. Cums. No, no nice or whatever, because Nazis can be nice, right? Yeah, I've, I've, I've heard my bubba say that how many times. So yeah, Nazis can be nice. Doesn't necessarily mean they're kind or whatever. But anyway, yeah, so, but they did some stuff. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so it's uh, there's just been a lot of weird things that have been happening these past how many weeks? You know, ever since the start of the general community quarantine in Manila. And yeah, man, like there's so many things that's just so weird. Well, before we get into that, like that really, really heavy weird stuff. Let's just point out some of the lighter weird stuff. Just like how it's been kind of weird with the rain recently. Like it's been sunny in the morning and then rainy again in the afternoon. And then by the evening it's gonna chill out. Then it's gonna rain again and chill out again, you know. So there's a lot of fluctuating um, precipitation, you know. And I guess in some, weird, in some way or another, I don't know if you've ever felt it or noticed it in your own lives or in the lives of others, or your friends, or your family, that, you know, their emotions start to play around as well with the weather. Mm, I don't know. But for me, on my own experience, every time it's sunny, I'm just like, yeah, let's do this. And when it's a bit gloomy, it's just like, eh, yeah, well, that's okay. Maybe, yeah, maybe we can do it later, or whatever. But, yeah, and I think that's okay. Uh, there's nothing really wrong with it. It's just kind of weird, and um, from what I remember, uh, my bubba used to call it sad. <laughs> seasonal affected or affective depression or despair or downness you know to keep it a bit more neutral and i guess that's okay it's a bit weird in, in the sense of the feeling because one day you're just like ah and then the next day you're just like uh, or one moment in the day you're ooh yeah let's do this and then later you're gonna be like uh, uh, and then ah again so yeah i don't know if you feel that and if you do, just remember that again, that's just happening in the moment and that's all good. And whatever you feel like doing, just do it. Even if it's just bumming around or just studying and whatever. You know, there's a time and place for everything or rather a time and space for everything after all. So yeah, if, if your body feels that, then just follow that, I guess. You know, there's no need to complicate so much of that with the mind. God, man, the mind likes to complicate you know and speaking of the mind i was watching I'm a, I'm, I'm a huge fan of vikings you know and i'm on season six the first part and yeah there was a point there where um and i don't want to put any kind of spoilers whatsoever but there was a point there where one of the characters um the queen of katagat at this point in time in the series was telling the king um it's all very simple as it's happening but the mind likes to complicate things before it happens. And to add to that, I guess it's also in, in after it happens. So, yeah, I mean, everything is just really simple at the moment, you know. But it's when the mind starts coming in, that's when it becomes a bit more complicated. And you know the weird thing is? Sometimes we need to complicate things. I don't know why, but it just, I guess it's a natural thing for us to do in its own way. Um, a lot of people will argue that it's really not natural for us to complicate anything because nature is actually really simple. I, and I agree. I totally agree with that. But also at the same time, 
we still do. And I guess in some way or another, it's been part of our nature, or I guess our conditioned nature in that sense. Um, and I don't think there's really anything wrong and we don't really need to change ourselves or force ourselves to change rather in that sense, but just naturally allow ourselves to, um, yeah, transform that, you know, because conditioning is conditioning. I mean, in some way or another, we can look at our bodies or ourselves as, as a computer, not a computer in the sense that we're mechanical, but um, yeah, I mean, to be more specific, our brains, our minds as computers or hard disks, if you want to be a bit more specific. But, and, and these have um, softwares, you know, so it really takes time to have to recondition, decondition and recondition our minds to, to certain things. And whatever it is, whatever you feel like you want to decondition or and recondition is really up to you. But I think that's a really great thing of the mind, you know, and that's a really wonderful thing of the mind is that we can actually reprogram it, you know, and that's such a very natural thing for us in my, my own experience, you know, and it's a constant process, you know, so it, it really depends on, on what you want to recondition and decon- decondition and recondition. Like lately, I've been just deconditioning myself with the whole fact that I need to react to everything. My God. And, and the only reason why I want to do that is because it's so draining to have to react to everything. My God, seriously, especially now during the whole COVID season. Mm, it's so easy to react. And, you know, every, uh, those who really know me personally know that I love playing with words. And if you've been following the podcast, I played around with words a lot, I think. Or at least so what I remember. But anyway, so let's look at the word react. Re-act. An action that's done over and over and over again. Hmm. And some people may argue, eh, there's nothing wrong with the reaction. There's nothing wrong with the reaction, definitely. But, again, I think we're done with the whole of the wrong, right, bad, good, etc., etc., etc. I mean, we cannot discount the fact that this world is made out of polar opposites, and it is paradoxical, and it is dualistic in its own sense. You know? So, for me, on a very personal level, I'd rather choose to look at what's beneficial and what's detrimental because just because it's something good or it's something right it doesn't necessarily mean that it will benefit you or the people around you and or rather the people around you sometimes what is good hmm, can also be detrimental and also at the same time what is bad or what is wrong can also be beneficial you know, so it's just really about that. For me, that's what I've been deconditioning myself also with. You know, the idea of good and bad, right or wrong, and reconditioning myself to think of what is beneficial and detrimental for not just me, but also for the people around me. And so again, like just what I said at the start, Nazis can be nice people because they can be, you know, and in some way they probably were. Anyway, so again, looking at good and bad and beneficial and detrimental, or in contrast to beneficial and detrimental, we know that the whole Nazi regime and the whole genocide thing was, and of course, detrimental. Definitely. 
and its own way it was bad in perspective but when we look into the story of or not really the story but the perspective of Hitler I guess or the of, of Nazi Germany I guess there was their intentions were good because they wanted to elevate the German or the Aryan race yeah yeah I get it yes definitely Hitler was fascist yes no no argument there but we have to look into consider at his perspective he wanted to elevate a race he was coming from a space of good intentions even even if his execution was bad or detrimental he was coming from good at least to him and to the people who followed him was good and see that that's what i'm saying you know it's a very juxtapositional thing to look at good and bad right and wrong beneficial and detrimental for me beneficial and detrimental are probably the neutralist polarities when it comes to looking at good and bad right and wrong or in terms of like action is your action going to be beneficial for you and others in the long run and also in the short run as well or will it be detrimental in both the long run and the short run for you and for everyone you know and again i'm not going to say which is right or wrong <laughs> you know no pun intended i'm just saying that this is where i'm coming from this is my perspective on on the polarity of our worlds and in terms of action now going back to reaction now again there is definitely nothing wrong with reacting but will your reaction and i guess again if you're following my perspective will your reaction create benefit or cause benefit or detriment to you and to other people around you in the long run and in the short run you know and and i cannot say really uh if your action will do that and i guess to a certain extent only you can do it in terms of the short run you will probably be able to see it but in the long run that really comes in time unless you're really good at foresight and planning and strategizing then yeah maybe that's a different story you know i'm i can give another example for uh, for for this in terms of like the vikings episode or at least the viking series but that's going to be a whole long story that uh, i don't know uh, fine maybe I'll, i'll just share it you know there's this one character there named ivar Uh, no, actually, no. Let's not go into Ivar. Let's go into Ragnar, because he's the whole central figure in this whole series, anyway. So we might as well use. Okay, yeah, I get it. All right, yes, I'm starting to talk about Ragnar. It's a very sensitive topic because everybody loves Ragnar. Anyway, if for those who haven't watched Vikings, uh, you can go ahead. And you know what? Fine. Yeah. So Ragnar, um, just a little background on him of course he's a viking and he becomes a central he becomes a big figure over the course of the of the series and i'm not going to spoil that for you in, in any way but he becomes a central figure apart from the fact that he's a main character you know um just because he he does a lot of awesome things but he's not your typical viking who just wants to raid and pillage of course he does but what he wants to do is really to set up land and so he goes into different parts of the world or at least in the part of Europe that Norway or what is now we call Norway which was then Scandinavia um and does their thing you know and so 
he does so many things around the whole series as up to the fourth you know up to the fourth series and a lot of the things that he does are kind of like yeah it's good for the viking for the viking community etc etc but you see that a lot of the actions that he does may not always seem good or bad but in the long run it was meant to be beneficial for the viking um community or for the viking race you know and Yeah, just watch it so you can understand what I'm trying to say. Now, for the GOT fans or the Game of Thrones fans, I just recently started watching it, you know, and I'm just in season three. And please don't give me that whole thing about season seven being crap and whatever. I get it. Okay, yeah, whatever. Um, but yeah, I want to focus on Tyrion. Tyrion Lannister. I don't know, from the get-go and prior even from watching it, people already say Tyrion is such a great character and and... and After I started watching it, I'm like, yeah, actually, he really fucking is a great character. Very ambiguous. I love him. I, I, I love Peter Dinklage. He's really great, okay? And he plays his character so well. But anyway, Tyrion Lannister. So he's another prime example. And for those who haven't watched G.O.T., you can go and watch it or just research on Tyrion himself. Um, or ask your friends. Ask your friends about Tyrion. Go ahead. But yeah, Tyrion Lannister, just like Ragnar also has is, is very morally ambiguous but a lot of their actions whether they knew it or not were actually beneficial for the cause that they were fighting for or themselves and for everyone else around them in their own way i mean i can't really speak so much about Tyrion because again i'm just in season three but from what i've digested is that man this guy's great you know he does a lot of things that seem bad or wrong but still you know the benefit that it creates is widespread and anyway yeah we'll ground this soon all right but anyway so there's that again it's re- it really boils down to to how your action as much as you can see it will it be, be able to be beneficial to yourself and others in the short and in the long run and that might take a lot of things to think about you know and again going back the mind can complicate so many simple things but that's the thing you know that's the thing and i think that's what uh, being human is really great about because we we i guess in some way or another we recognize that we are both spirit and an animal we are both god and man we are both divine and sub- is that right sublime or mundane But anyway, we are both divine and that, you know. So we are both energies, you know, masculine and feminine, etc., 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 you know, and energy and matter, whatever. Yeah, I'm not gonna get too much into that. But my point is, my point is, we understand that we are God, or we have God, or aspects of God, or aspects of the universe inside of us, and that's great. You know, and we try our best to always be God. That we sometimes forget to be human. We 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 always try to be spirit, but we forget to be animal. And I'm not saying animal in the sense of like just instinct, instinct, instinct. No. Or actually, yes, I do. But the point there is, it's about a balance. 
And this is something that I think a lot of the things that is happening in this world is really trying to talk about for the longest time. Whether it be situations, people, gurus, spiritual masters, your friends, your family, you know, situations in your life, you know, the practices that you do, it always boils back down to balance. You know, so thank you to all the Libras out there who always try to promote balance. Anyway, so it's always going to boil down to balance. You know, and that's why. What is detrimental? What is beneficial? Because also looking into that, a lot of the actions that we do, whether they come from good or bad intentions, wrong or right perspective, whether they be beneficial or detrimental, will cause one of the other to happen simultaneously. Things that you're doing that will be beneficial to you and to others in the long run and also in the short run may also create some detriment at some point or in some ways. You know, and, and that's, it's, it's, I don't know, like in my own experience, it just happens. As much as we want to try and fight it or resist the detriment or the bad or the wrong, it, it just happens, whether we want to or not. And, and I think that's just because it's, you know, recognizing Murphy's Law. And for those who are not familiar with Murphy's Law, it's basically whatever shit can happen will happen. And relating that to the butterfly effect, the flapping of a butterfly's wings in one part of the world, and it's such a natural thing. The butterfly does not know what the fuck it's going to do. It's just flapping its wings because it needs to flap because it's just naturally that way. It just flaps. Can create a tornado in another part of the world. And yes, that that association and that occurrence can, you know, is so widespread, but it contributes. You know what I mean? And that goes, and that's the thing with about about. The beauty about being human is that we are given choice. You know, I'm not saying that animals cannot choose because at a certain extent they are able to. You know, if we notice our pets, if we notice certain animals, they actually do have a certain extent of choice. You know, but I guess I'm, I'm talking more in the perspective of, of, of just us being human or of the human perspective that our choices are widespread. A lot of our choices are or can be conscious if we allow it to be. And going back to complicating and simplifying things, it's actually very simple to complicate it. And it's also kind of complicated to make it simple. Weird paradox of the day. But if you don't think about it, I guess it makes sense. At least to me, it does make sense. I don't know how it'll make sense to you. You know, and relate that to your own experiences. Anyway, so it's, it can be so easy to complicate things and it can be so complicated to make it simple and thus we can do certain things without having to think about it and go ahead no one is saying that you shouldn't but what I'm saying is notice it the moment you do something is it beneficial or look at the benefits of what it does and, and, and I'm saying after you do the act See how it's benefited you and others around you, but also at the same time, observe how it could have been detrimental or its detriment in some way. Like for example, me, okay? I am going to be as candid as possible. Masturbation, oh God. As a man, or maybe not even just as a man, but as a person, you know, release is such a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful feeling. But I guess coming from a, from a man's perspective, or from the male perspective, rather. Um, and this is said in a lot of like yogic philosophies and yogic journals, and I guess also in this whole practice of the nofap or semen retention or whatever, that in, 
and the semen of a man is called the ojas or essence. You know, and that is where the seed or our strength or the man's strength comes from. And so in my own, and yeah, when we release the ojas, usually there's a draining sensation, which also seems like the relaxing sensation because it's a little bit of both. You know, and again, coming from my own experience, a couple of days back, you know, I, I, what was that term? I wanked that nut and boom, ojas release. Yeah. And honestly, wow, great feeling. Mm, so good. Yeah. Relax. Oh, so easy to fall asleep. You know, then the next day, there's a bright and sunny day. As I said, I'm the type of person who gets affected by the weather or my we- or the weather has a, has a significant influence to my mood. And so it was a sunny day. It was bright. The, the wind was nice. I go out for my coffee you know, and, and whatever else I do in the morning. And for some reason, I don't know why, I just felt a bit more down than usual. Or not down, but low energy. And, you know, the, the sun was helping to, to keep my, ener- my spirits up, my, my energy level up. But I could not seem to, you know, fathom or shake off the feeling of there was that lowness that I could feel and my body was feeling it. My mind was complicating by saying, oh, maybe it's because of this, maybe it's because of that, la, la, la. But no, no when, when, when the mind just slowed down and quieted down, it's just like, no, th- this is what my body is feeling. This is what the energy, this is the lowness that I'm feeling. And I can relate that to so many things. But one of the things that I've observed over the course of my own personal experience with masturbation is that that usually happens. I tend to have a low energy after a couple of hours after. I mean, it can be argued that I'm still relaxed, yes. But also at the same time, it wasn't a feeling of relaxation. No, it was totally different and it just felt weird. And I'm like, I'm, um, I'm not used to this or maybe I, I've gotten so used to it that now I've just started to be observant of it and now it just feels weird. For, for, for women, it's a bit different, you know. For women, the cool thing about you guys is that you, when you orgasm, it circulates through your system. For men, our orgasm, well, it also circulates through our system, but we need to be a bit more aware of it, you know, because there is this conditioning that an orgasm comes with ejaculation. Mm, true and untrue. True in the sense that, yes, when you, when you ejaculate, there is that well, sense of orgasm. But what if I tell you, the men, the gentle dudes, if I tell you that you can orgasm without ejaculation, would you try it? I'm not gonna teach you how. Do your own goddamn research because research is amazing. You know, uh, there's so many resources online. Go to Reddit. Reddit is, is, is an amazing place to, to find information, honestly, for me on a personal level. And I know there will be people out there saying that, no, you can just check out this, check out that, yeah, whatever. Go, just check out Reddit. They'll link you, probably, and you can practice on your own. Just give it a shot. Who knows? And I've, I've tried it before. Um, I, I call it my, my self-massage. <laughs> and so I, I don't want to get too graphic here, but basically when I'm in the middle of the act, I start to breathe, and I start to notice my, the sensations that are traveling up through my body, right? And at the point of orgasm, I take a deep breath and breathe it out. And it's really nice because I, 
I tend to feel this nice circulation of energy flowing and coursing through my body as if I actually ejaculated. The feeling is totally different. I'm not gonna bullshit you. The feeling is different. It feels more subtler, but it feels wonderful and it can happen multiple times. And my God, my, my little boy down there, my little man down there is just like still on the go. So yeah, so it, it and in some way or another, it kind of becomes meditation for me because I'm really feeling my, my body and my energy levels circulating and, and flowing. But anyway, so that's what I'm trying, what I'm trying to really say here is, yeah, the act of masturbation, at least in, in the gentle dude's perspective, can be beneficial in the short run. You know, and also in the long run, because it also helps alleviate that sense of like anger and you know that bent bent up energy and whatever, you know. But also in the same way, there is a certain sense of detriment, and it's not about like sh shrugging it off, no. But it's about noticing it, so that we can notice how we can necessarily adjust. There's nothing wrong with adjustment. There's nothing wrong with editing. My God, guys, please. Can we please decondition ourselves from the thought that adjustment and editing is a bad thing? Because really, there's nothing wrong with it. Everybody wants to try to get into a space of perfection, but we don't want to do the work. Why? The work can just be as simple as editing small things. And isn't that how all masterpieces are made? Just by small edits? I don't know. Like, I can't really ed edit so much on the Anchor app because the Anchor just does it for me so easily. You know, but I wish I could do some small edits with it. And probably in the future, I, I will be able to once I have, my excuse is that I, once I have the proper equipment. <laughs> but really, when, when I actually get to learning it. But you know, small edits. Like right now, all I'm really adjusting is the delivery of my podcast, um, the flow of the podcast, the structure of the podcast. So at least I can get into the more technical stuff later on. Small things matter, small things matter. Small things create big changes. Hence again, the butterfly effect. Flap, 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 flap. Small movement, but boom, tornado somewhere in Kansas or somewhere else in the world. You know, speaking of tornadoes, there was a tornado that actually happened here in, in Manila, back in, in, in Laguna de Bay, a couple of weeks back, and that was really something. Goddamn, whatever butterfly was doing that, Okay, no, it's not the butterfly's fault. It's just a natural occurrence of the weather, of cold temperature, whatever. But, but yeah, you get my point, you know? So, yeah, um, it's, it's about those small edits that we can do. And so, going a bit heavier, if it's not yet already heavy, and I, I kind of don't really apologize for making it heavy already at the beginning, or at 27 minutes and 20 seconds on the dot of the podcast, but yeah, going a bit more into, into what's happening into today. So we can see everything that that's happening. And here's the weird thing. We already know. God, we already know that the virus is not a joke. I mean, we can joke about it, definitely. You know, just like how we joke about other things, especially like our world leaders and our governments. Yeah, because why not, right? And in some way or another, they are a comedy show in their own respect. <laughs> but anyway, so we can joke about so many things and we can joke about the virus, right? And we can rationalize the virus a lot. But at the end of the day, it's still there. It's still very present. 
it's still real and i'm not saying that it's real because you know it's it's of the physical thing or because people believe it's real no but because it really is real there are really people dying out there you know there are people who are really getting infected and there are the studies in science that show that this is a real virus you know and the thing with this virus is that the infection rate is really intense okay and i'm not saying this to to make you scared or to make you afraid or to bring you down but i'm just saying this as the reality or the nature of real of the world that we live in and so that we can do our own edits all right just have to remind you but anyway so we know that it's real the mortality rate may not be as intense as that of like SARS or um the bubonic plague you know or whatever other pandemic came out from from wherever but the point there is that this virus is really real and i'm sure a lot of us who are listening to the podcast see it already on social media about how people just don't really want to take the virus so seriously they just want to get back to the to the normal life and again there's nothing wrong with that all right it's not bad but also at the same time it's really not that good and it's also not really that right we see a lot of a lot of efforts to to adjust to the situation right now there's nothing wrong with wanting to think about the future nor there's nothing wrong with wanting to to you know reminisce about the past but we need to look at right now with what's happening because time is always happening right now you know so we need to look at what's happening right now there are so many things okay you know just to point it out there and this might be a semi rant on its own but america we know that the philippines whether we deny it or not and even if we've quote unquote thanks to our president allied ourselves with china we still follow a very american way of thinking and maybe not thinking per se but style of of living you know we've in some way or another conditioned ourselves in the american way and can you blame us it's what we were used to it's what our parents got used to it's what our probably our grandparents got used to as well you know so there's a lot of conditioning on our end and i'm not just going to say that it's all american but a, a big chunk of it and uh, another bigger ch- and another chunk of it comes from spanish conditioning but anyway so right now there's still a lot of american conditioning that's within the psyche of the filipino people and if america is quote unquote if you want to look at the world as a family america has been big brother for the longest time or maybe even uncle because they're called uncle sam or america's called uncle sam right and so uncle sam whatever uncle sam does whether we are aware of it or not or whether we want to deny the deny that or not god we still fucking follow him okay and here's the weird thing so we can see on the news that people in america a lot of them are going out because trump or their governor or whatever or their government basically has said yo go do it we're opening this we're opening that go just be responsible you know whatever responsible is to you and so they're giving people the free will to do it 
And of course, people who have been so, ah, I need to make this, I need to get out of my house or get out of this quarantine, etc., etc. They go. And sometimes they forget, or we forget to, to take the necessary precautions. And I just want to take this moment to talk about precaution and how the word is so cute because precaution, if we want to say it in a different way, is like precaution. It's a precaution for something that will smack you in the face at some point if you just, yeah, that can smack you or rather that can smack you in the face. So it's like a cushion. Boom. Anyway, don't take the necessary precautions, you know, or forget or we forget to take the necessary precautions. And look what's happened to them now. In Florida, my God, the governor said, or was it the mayor? But anyway, one of them basically said, yeah, let's do spring break. And then boom, so many people went, or kids went to, teens went to spring break and then went back to their own towns and cases just went back up. God. Now, we can look at it in such a way where, oh, God, it's the government that's the problem because they did this, you know, they allowed that, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. No, I'm going to be the one to tell you that, no, it's not just the government that was the problem. It was also the people themselves. And I'm going to get to that in a few. Localizing it here, recently in Manila, we just went on a GCQ, right? And slowly certain things have been popping out. Um, have been going back to quote-unquote normal or rather new normal operations. All fine and good because everybody needs to make a living, definitely. And I will not, again, I will not disregard that. But also at the same time, and I'm great, you know, that, and I'm grateful that uh, a lot of the people who are slowly getting back into normal operations are really taking the necessary precautions with everything that that's going on. And, and good, good on you, good on to all the businesses, all the transportation services, and you know, all of the people who are taking the necessary precautions, you know, because we're really in this together, you know. So, again, so a lot of people are, are taking the necessary precautions, businesses are taking the nece- necessary precautions, and that's great. But then, of course, we will always have outliers to that. How many outliers? I don't know. I really don't know. But the mere fact is that there are still cases that are popping in and out, rather in to our spaces. There's cases that are coming, uh, that are appearing. And one may argue that it's not as much as compared to a couple of months ago. And yes, right, yeah, yeah. But again, look at what happened to America. Look at what happened to Europe a couple of months back. Second wave, right? I'm not saying that a second wave is going to happen. And I really hope to God that it doesn't and that we actually lessen our numbers. But I might actually just be wishful thinking, you know. But God, a second wave can happen. That's the reality. Or at least that's the reality that's happening right now. Is that a second wave can happen. And the more that we deny this, or the more that we deny what's going on around the world and how the world has been or the pattern that other countries have already laid out in front of us then definitely a second wave could happen well not unless a vaccine suddenly pops out you know in in the next coming weeks but yeah it's a lot of it is still in the testing or in the testing phase 
so that really needs to take a lot of time and a lot of patience on everybody's end. But yeah, until that happens, a second wave is possible. You know, and so there, I've a lot of friends have been talking to me about like how there's so much irresponsibility going on, not just in the part of the government, but also in the part of the people. And to me, I'm just like, why are you guys telling me this? Just, I can't really do anything about it. <laughs> but I guess everybody just needs a space to rant, right? Yeah. So, yeah, there's there's just a lot of that, and I cannot blame them and blame a lot of people online for for feeling this way it's it's going it's always going to be two sides of the same bird the left wing and the right wing you know some people being so happy that there are a lot of things that are slowly opening up and there are some people who are who are kind of like scratching their head as to why this is happening and there's two opposing quote-unquote opposing views one is like saying yes finally we get to experience a sense of normalcy excuse me and another side saying, but wait a minute, it, it doesn't seem like the right time. We're only going to be causing more harm than good. Both sides, you know, are correct. They say that fence sitting is a bad thing and that's why I'm on the fence. <laughs> but I'm just looking at both sides of the same coin. And yeah, they both make sense. But again, like what I said earlier, how do we find the balance to that? Just recently on the news, I saw and a, a friend of mine posted posted this. You know, there was a gathering that happened in a restaurant somewhere in Makati. And please correct me if I'm wrong with this information. But yeah, there was a gathering that happened somewhere in Makati in a restaurant. Around 143 or 100, 100 plus people gathered. And yes, the restaurant, according to, to the news or according to, to, to the source, was they were practicing uh, the precautions, the necessary precautions, you know. And we cannot say what is right and what is the wrong precaution. I mean, there is the standard precaution, you know. And I, to my, to, to my knowledge, I assume they were following those precautions. And I guess even the people were also following their precautions. And then suddenly... It was raided. Why? Well, according to the police and according to media, it's because they were partying. Okay, they were gathering. And I'm not gonna get into the whole Manyanita thing, okay? That's old news, but we can, if you wanna look at that for reference and go ahead. But anyway, so they were partying, right? And so what happened was they were all arrested. Like, oh yeah, and then, oh my God, shit brought to the precinct and detained okay yeah standard operating procedure when you're gonna arrest anyone but it's the thing in between that from the restaurant to the precinct the restaurant again we can assume they were following the standard precautions or the standard procedures during this time or for an establishment to be open and for people to gather when the police came in gathered them up dude gathered them up placed them closer together transported them in a whatever vehicle they may have and probably did not follow this the standard protocol or, this, or the standard 
precautions and brought them all to one place where probably again and again, I don't know, they were all cramped up. Mm. Now, within that situation, yes, definitely the government is to blame. But also in another sense, there is a certain detriment or there's a certain part of the blame that can also be given to the people who actually even gathered. They could have chosen not to gather, but they still did. That was their choice. Who are we to say if it was right or wrong? All I'm saying was, there was a detriment to what happened on their end. And that also became a, big, a bit a part of the problem. And again, we cannot stop people from doing what they want. Because people want to have a choice and you always have a choice. But really, at this point in time, knowing that the reality is of what's happening in this world, in this country at least, where the government is really trying to, to enforce themselves and put their foot down with whatever and however way they want, and we're still gonna be stubborn and resistant to to that to the reality right now is that they really they really will find a way to to really push us you know they will really try to find a way to bully us and the problem there at least on our end is that we allow them to bully us okay now just look at it in perspective of remember if you were in school whether you were the bully or the bullied i myself was bullied when i was in school all right um yeah i had i had an odor all right whatever i had an odor back when i was in grade school when i transferred schools and that was a big thing for me because, you know, I was just really an active kid. I was a fat kid and I was active and I ate a lot of oil, a lot of spicy food too, you know. And of course, I didn't really take care of my hygiene at that point in time because, I, again, like, I didn't really give a shit. I was a kid. But, yeah, so I was bullied for my smell. Whew. Yeah, this is a bit heavy for me, I'm, I'm, and I'm talking about it um, publicly. But yeah, I was bullied about my smell, and that eventually died down, but then the stigma was already there. And a lot of the other things, or the other reasons why I was bullied were, were just placed up on top of that. But this is not a pity party, so I'm not going to be going too deep into that. My point is, the bullies. So I was the bullied, and... What gave more, one thing I realized was that what gave more reason for my bullies to bully me was because of how I was reacting towards them. You know, they were giving me that energy of like shame, guilt, shame, etc., etc., shame, a lot of shame actually. And the way I was reacting to them was also trying to shame them. So I was just passing on the energy. I re eventually realized when I got into college because I took psychology. That, oh my god, bullies just really like conflict. They really just want to instigate fucking conflict. And so what did I do? I contributed to the problem or to my own problem, which was I just also kept reacting and adding to the conflict. Now if I could go back in time and tell my, my younger self, dude, just fucking let them be, man. I would, but the thing there is at that point in time, I wouldn't be able to because I'm going to say that my, my feelings were hurt. And all fighting good. Little comes had to grow up eventually couldn't take it easy or couldn't be baby because he's always the baby anyway so couldn't be babied in that point had to go through it 
And even up to now, Little Comes is still working on it. You know, slowly, editing small portions at a time. The point there is, it's the same energy that I was giving out to my bullies that was causing my bullies to continuously do what they were doing. Now, if I look back into retrospect, if I just let them be and just like, okay, whatever, doesn't really matter. It's not like you guys are the, the world to me or like you're, you know, the world revolves around you guys or that I'll die if I don't react to you. You know, in retrospect, I'm sure at some point in time, it would have just stopped or it wouldn't have stopped, but I just, it wouldn't have really affected me anymore. And I'd just be going on with my life and actually enjoying my life and enjoying the people that were really around me. And again, that's also tall telling that, that little comes, well, is a, or was a people pleaser. Or rather, is a people pleaser. Always wanted to please people. Anyway. So yeah, it was always going back down to that, the reaction. And I saw a post, I think two nights back, from a really wonderful yogi. Um, she's a yogi in La Union. Her name is Kamoy. And she is part of um, Duyan. Duyan Yoga is the name of her place in La Union in San, in San Juan. So if ever you're in the area, please go. Check her out. Um, she's a really wonderful yoga teacher. Her space is also really awesome. It's beachfront, very serene, very peaceful, and she will give you just one of the most wonderful conversations. And she, her, her energy is just really, you know, infectious, and it's really great. It's it's wonderful to be around her. Yeah. So, anyway, wow, sixty minutes on the clock, right? Enough. Uh, Forty-five minutes, enough time. So yeah, anyway, Kamoy status on Facebook about reaction and how when we notice our reactions, we can actually see how fragile our, our egos are. The smallest change, whether it be in weather, in a status on Facebook, in the reaction of another person, or in anything, even just the smallest changes and it affects you so quickly, is a tall tale sign of the fragility of your ego. Now, it's not to say that you're that you're not sensitive or that you're hypersensitive because we're all technically hypersensitive or we're all sensitive to a certain extent because we're all capable of empathy. But the point there is I guess what what or I, from what I've digested from that point is about strengthening the ego. Not to say or not to use it as a means to say that another person is wrong. No but for your own self, because your ego is a part of you. Yes, I know for those who do the psychedelic experience that uh, the whole point is to really um, quote-unquote kill the ego. But in some way or another, killing also says rebirthing. So in, I guess what it really meant to say was, we, yeah, we have to strengthen our ego because when our ego dies, we can't just leave it there lying on the ground. It's still a part of us. It's just like you're denying a part of yourself. And is that really the experience of wholeness? Is that really part of the journey of wholeness? Is that really recognizing your divinity? Just leaving something out there that's a part of you? A part of the universe? A part of God? Really? No. So I guess it's also about re-nurturing the ego, reconditioning the ego, you know, and allowing it to work with you and to work with you, for you, and for others as well. And so that's the thing. We need to really notice our reactions, especially now. You know, and sorry, going back a bit to the bullying part. So yes, the government is bullying, is a bully, and we are the bully. 
victim mentality, victim complex, whatever you want to you want to look at it. However, but the point there is, it's not. It's on us to actually step out of that complex, and that's also going back to re-nurturing the ego because the ego thinks it is the victim, and yeah. For whatever reason, and for however reason, it'll mask itself in so many ways for it to show that it's not the victim, but in actual reality, it, it could be, or it would, it would show that a lot of our reactions show that we are the victim. It shows the fragility of our ego. So yes, I'm not saying that we shouldn't do the protests or speak up on Facebook or on social media, but all I'm saying, or, or go out or whatnot, all I'm saying is a little bit more awareness to the actions that we do will go a long way. The small edits will do such great changes to the masterpiece that is your life and to the masterpiece that is our world, you know? And we, and yes, we can rest, but we cannot stop. And as much as we want to stop, we can't. Because, yeah, we can't because we're still here, we're breathing, we're alive. So as we're still alive, we keep going. Small edits, small ways. There is always time because time is always constant because there is space. You know, time and space, it's all here. It's infinite in its own way. Yes, we can see time as something that's limited and that's up to you, you know. But when we recognize that time is unlimited in however way you want to recognize it or however way it allows itself to recognize onto you, then please use it. Again, there is so much time, you know, there's, because there's so much space to really expand, space to nurture our egos, you know, space to reparent ourselves, you know, so that we don't necessarily need to constantly be conditioned by what other people are saying, be conditioned by what is happening in the world, or be conditioned with fear. Just because we're being precautious doesn't necessarily mean that we are afraid. But it could also necessarily mean that we are, that we are, or that we love ourselves enough to consider ourselves and the immediate people around us and how our actions affect them and how their actions affect themselves and us. You know, and it's, and again, within that same right, it's going back, it's the journey of awareness is the journey of balance. It's a constant process. And we need to listen. We need to listen to everything that's going on around us. And just because we're listening, it doesn't mean that we need to get affected by it. We just need to listen, observe. What is this trying to tell me? What is it, what is, what, what is it teaching me? What is it, what is it showing me? How can I use this information to edit myself so that I can be of benefit to myself and to others? You know, how can my actions, how can this seemingly wrong action be of benefit to me in spite of its detriment to others and to myself? How can it be benefit to me? How can I channel that into more beneficial actions or to more beneficial choices for myself and for others? You know, so yeah. Again, just like tying that up with what we talked about in, in the Aquarian Collective, it's your medicine. Because in yogic philosophy, they say that it is in the toxin that you can find the solution. 
So whatever that nugget of wisdom or weird paradox speaks to you, let it speak. <laughs> right? All right. Yeah. Wow. I've been rambling again for 52 minutes and 27 seconds on the dot. Wow. I don't know where this journey has taken you. But I'm, I'm sure it's taken you somewhere. So let's ground ourselves down. Take a couple of breaths. Inhale. And exhale. Inhale. And exhale. Inhale. And exhale. Yeah. All right. All right. So yeah, guys. I mean, there's there's so much that we can do. Okay? There's so much we can do. And the first thing that we need to do is really take a step back from everything that that's going on. Take the space to observe. Take the space to listen. Not just to everything that's going on around. Not yet. But to yourself. Listen to yourself. Observe your reactions. Because we cannot say that you just have to make kulong in your room or keep yourself in your room or in your house the whole time. Sometimes you do have to take a step out. Small steps. Even if it's just to the park, if you have a park. Or even to your terrace. You know, wherever you can find a plant or some nature. And allow that nature or allow that piece of nature to remind you of, of it being inside of you. You know, because nature is as much as inside of us as it is outside of us. So for those who are in the beach right now or have gone to the beach, please remember, remember to still be as precautious as possible, not just for you, but also for the people around you, okay? Because if we're not gonna, because if we already are a part of the problem, then we can most definitely be a part of the solution, all right? And I'm not gonna say that the government has to be a part of it. No, the government will be the government. But we are the people. We are the people and we make a big chunk. Honestly, like in terms of mass, we take a big chunk of the government, of the, of the country. You know, the people is probably what? I don't know the numbers really in accuracy. 70, 80% of, of the chunk of, of a country, I guess. I don't know, but you see what I mean? There is power in numbers, and if we allow ourselves to be part of the solution because we've recognized ourselves to be part of the problem, then my God, the 30% will follow sweet. I guess. Because then they kind of realize they've lost their power to create conflict. The bully no longer has power over you because you've regained your own power. And just because you've recognized that you didn't need to give that power anymore to the bully. That you could have stood up and that you are standing up, but this time in a different way. Because there are so many ways to gain back your power. There are so many ways to take back your power. And with that, I'm gonna leave you with Nako's Take Back Your Power for Namas Weird featured song of the day. And again, because Nako is really a great inspiration and is really a great figure in my life through his music, 
and because a lot of his music has really spoke a lot to to my own heart and to my own soul and again you know just for fun fact Nako is yeah um, part Filipino part Puerto Rican part um, Native American so he knows he's in, in his DNA he knows oppression and he's found a different way or he's found his own way rather of standing up to oppression and that's through his music okay so yeah with that again we'd like to thank yeah again we'd like to thank one more time our friends at the anchor app at brew the coffee pao's awesome kimchi checkpoint bf paranyake tito paulo's in a sal and of course coach bags and a special mention to the acquiring collective which is also available on spotify yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah thank you and most especially to you the listener for listening in to this unconventional dialogical monologue <laughs> all right so do go and enjoy your day don't forget to take a couple of deep breaths enjoy what's left of your banana and onion smoothie or if you're not yet done drinking it or go and get some water and don't forget to be grateful for everything that's going on around you yeah also i will link you guys to an, another article or to an article on on facebook that a really awesome friend of mine wrote and it was called and it's about privilege you know so just check it out on your own all right so yeah special thanks and, and with that i'd like to say thank you to to jr elagan for writing that down thank you for writing that down for giving you know um that kind of energy that in, energy of privilege and gratitude a a voice thank you jr okay again thank you to everyone thank you to you and yeah just thank you <laughs> all right this is mr comes signing out for another episode of namas weird where the weird in me honors and bows to the weird in you <sighs> um everybody enjoy oh and that's the episode well we trust your journey was a crazy and eye-opening one and either way please do shoot us a message by clicking the link in the podcast description to our social media accounts. All comments, feedbacks, violent reactions, and suggestions are always most welcomed. Also, if you want to be a guest on the show or share your music for Namas tunes, then please, please do let us know through there as well. Please remember to like and or follow us, and of course, to share the love. With that, always remember to honor and bow to the weird in yourself and in others. From everyone here at Namas Weird, much love always and always. Yeah.